Praise the Lord. We welcome you all to our live broadcast today, Sunday, October the 2nd, 2022. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you. That we all gather before you, that you may impart words from your word to us. May everything that we said today, Lord, coming from you, achieve every purpose for which is meant. May it deliver. May it heal. May it break yokes. May it draw many into your son's kingdom. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ. This place, wherever this broadcast is being watched or listened to, or even in its repeat and hearing, that the covering Father will continue in the lives of the hearers, but they will also become doers of your word in Jesus' name. Remove the devourer for their sakes and bless them and their homes. Especially in these times, in these times, in these times, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. The instrumental is taken from Abraham Calibrasi. May God continue to bless him and his family. We are continuing with our spiritual warfare series, which actually is the battle for the souls of women. The outline. Most believers don't know who they are. That's what we spoke on last Sunday. Today, we're going to show that the kingdom of darkness is organized. Next Sunday, by His grace, we'll be seeing how He has helped to disorganize the kingdoms and nations of the world. And then we continue as the Lord gives us grace, as you see on the board. We may modify a few things as we go on. Today's topic, the kingdom of darkness is organized. The outline, the kingdom of darkness, sorry, the king of the kingdom of darkness. Number two is an organized kingdom. Three, spiritual rulers of the world. Just as you have natural rulers, you have spiritual rulers of the world. Number four, actually split into the kingdom of darkness has two objectives. One is to derail God's plans. Two is to take many humans into that fire. God prepare for evil spirits. And of course, our song today, Jesus is calling. Praise the Lord. The king of the kingdom of darkness. Scripture, please. I read from Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 to 15. How you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth. You who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the Mount of Assembly, on the utmost heights of the sacred mountain. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. But you are brought down to the grave, to the depths of the pit. Praise the Lord. The morning star. Look at the eye, 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 eye. What he will do. Son of the dawn was cast out of heaven because of his rebellion. He couldn't abide to be under God's authority. Yet God created him. 
And we know from the scriptures the identity of this morning star. He is known by various names. So we're going to see in the next scripture. Scripture, please. Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. So the great dragon was cast out, the serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So here are the names of the morning star that got cast out of heaven. The great dragon, the serpent of old, the devil, and Satan. Scripture, please. John chapter 12, verse 31. The time for judging this world has come, when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. Praise the Lord. While everybody or most people will believe that Satan is the king of the kingdom of darkness, most people may not know that he is also the actual ruler of this world. He became ruler through deceit. Once he deceived Adam and Eve, or really he deceived Eve and made Adam to eat the fruit, whichever way you want to interpret it. He took away the rulership of the world which God gave to Adam. And so he became the ruler of the world. But we have the good news there too, in what scripture we just read. He will soon be cast out of the world and the earth. Praise the Lord. Let's go to number two, some organized kingdom. Scripture, please. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 12. Our final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Praise the Lord. Verse 12. We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. Often we see those who are opposing us, those who are ruling us, doing so many bad things. We tend to focus on them rather than the spirit behind them. That's what this whole series is all about. To expose to the children of God who their true enemies are. We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. But against a well-organized kingdom led by Satan. Evil rulers, not merely rulers of human beings. No, evil rulers means the spiritual wickednesses that are controlling kings, presidents, Founders of many ministries that are not of God and authorities from the sin world. Those are our enemies. They're not human beings. They're mighty powers in this dark world. They're evil spirits in the heavenly place. They're in the heavenly realm. Because when God cast them out from heaven, Satan and one third of those who fell with him, they're in the heavenlies. But they're here on earth, causing confusion. They're very well organized. And very intelligent beings. Let's get it very clear. They're smarter than anybody on earth who doesn't have the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior. When you have Jesus as Lord and Savior, then you are smarter than every one of them because Christ in you is smarter than anything that ever because He created the heavens and the earth. Through Him, the whole world were made. Let's go to number three. Let us now look at the spiritual rulers of the world, these evil rulers. Scripture, please. John chapter 12, verse 31. 
The time for judging this world has come. When Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. Praise the Lord. We repeat. Satan is the ruler of this world. Many people make the mistake of thinking otherwise. But he will be cast out soon. Remember one third of God's angels joined Satan in his rebellion. Where do you think those one third of the angels are? In hell as many teach, which is not biblically correct. No, they are in the heavenlies with Satan. They have an organized kingdom. The kingdom of darkness. Satan cannot be ruling the world alone. He has, we don't know how many number, because he has one third of God's angels at the time fell. So they are very well organized. Like I've mentioned earlier, they are behind the thrones. They are right there in each, whether it's continent or kingdom, empire, whatever it is, they are right behind. As we're going to see from the next scripture, we're going to read scripture, please. Daniel chapter 10, verses 2 and 3. When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. At that time, all that time, I had eaten no rich food, no meat or wine crossed my lips. And I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. Praise the Lord. Daniel is in the ruling empire of the day, Persia. Where he is one of the Jewish exiles. And now he's trying to understand what will happen in the end of days. And he's waiting on the Lord. So let's look at the next scripture, please, to see what happened next. Daniel chapter 10, verses 11 to 14. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up, still trembling. Then he said, Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future, for this vision concerns a time yet to come. Praise the Lord. Here we see, look, there was an emperor or a king in the kingdom of Persia in the time of Daniel. Remember. Initially, you had Nebuchadnezzar and ETC, but that's not the subject matter here. The point is in verse 13 we just read. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. That spirit prince is the one behind the king of Persia, or the emperor of Persia, whatever nomenclature they use at that time. This spirit prince prevented was fighting the angel of God. He didn't want Daniel to get this vision. So that's how we understand there is a spirit prince of pressure, and you can translate that to other kingdoms that will come after. As we're going to see when we go to the next scripture, but not yet. Then we see in verse 14. No, 
that's the thing still. Michael, one of God's archangels, had to be sent to help this angel to overcome the spirit prince of Persia. So Michael is still keeping him busy while the message is being delivered to Daniel. So that must be a very powerful spirit prince. And so he was able to come to explain to Daniel what will happen to Israel and of course the world in future. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the next scripture to see what happens after that. Daniel chapter 10 verses 20 and 21. He replied, Do you know why I have come? Soon I must return to fight against the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. And after that the spirit prince of the kingdom of Greece will come. Meanwhile, I will tell you what is written in the Book of Truth. No one helps me against this spirit princess except Michael, your spirit prince. Praise the Lord! <laughs> so, after the kingdom of Persia fell, which other kingdom came? Greece! So, because God knows everything. And of course, Satan is helping and copying. So, there will be a spirit prince of Grace that will come after the spirit prince of Persia falls, falls and Persia falls with him. And that spirit prince will come up, obviously, from the kingdom of darkness. Very well organized and prepared. They, they try to match God to prevent God's plans from being actualized. And we're going to see when we continue. The reason we are bringing this exposition is so that you and I as believers understand who our enemies are. And when we do, we'll not be running all over the place. We will not understand how to pray. And how to help other people, how to pray for our countries, how to pray for anything at all, even in the companies that you work or don't work in, or where you buy goods. There are spirit beings are behind their political, behind their commercial, behind their religious. Once you understand that your prayers are appropriate, you know how to bind and cast, and when to pray, and when not to pray, but when to fight, because... We're going to all see how all are going to be done in this spiritual warfare service. Praise the Lord. I encourage you to continue to tune in because the nuggets are not found in one second. They're not found in one hour. They're found through many years of spiritual studies. Praise the Lord. Amen. Eight, please. Next scripture, please. Luke chapter 11, verse 18. You say I am empowered by Satan. But if Satan is divided and fighting against himself, how can his kingdom survive? Praise the Lord. Not only is Satan's kingdom organized, it is also not divided. I will bring that up later in many things I'm going to speak about, I hope, by God's grace. The reason is simple. You may see two groups are fighting each other. Oh, there are demons behind each group. Oh, yes, please, always get that clear. They have instigated it. But I want to say something first. Everything I'm going to say right now under this segment must not be seen as removing the culpability of human beings, world leaders, or pastors, GOs, bishops, whatever. It does not remove culpability that they are being deceived. Does not mean that human beings didn't give themselves over to be deceived. Always remember, but I need to say, behind most decisions happening, there are spirit beings that have done what influenced them. But it doesn't still remove. The human culpability. God will hold all world leaders accountable for all the evil committed in their name and under their reign. 
Why you say that? Remember what I'm saying now. I'm bringing. I'm talking about the spirit world, the world of Satan. The point being made is this: many of the decisions of your leaders, presidents, founders of ministries, because I see all of them are in the world. We are many other influence of spiritual rulers. They are behind the thrones and offices. Even many of you work with in. As the ruler of the world, because God has the Lord told us Satan is the ruler of the world. So you are not going to say this one is not part of it. No, only the kingdom of heaven on earth is not under the satanic kingdom. Always remember that. So those who are non-believers, you are part of the Satan's you are under his authority. But those who are in the kingdom of heaven are under Christ's authority. I've made this point in other uh, talk before, but it's because of this I need to bring those who have never heard about this before. So as the ruler of this world. Satan and his agents have the ears of human leaders. Number one. They inspire rulers to make unjust laws to, and to trample upon their subjects. It's their business. They promote hate and inspire sinful behaviors. Sins that are so horrible are being committed to their show on televisions worldwide that people are embracing it. The occult is being magnified in every place and people are embracing it. It is not accidental, unfortunately. Evil spirits, we do everything to get humans to be at each other's throat at all times. I've said that before. They prod world leaders to go to war for the filmsest of excuses. Somebody wants to inspire an empire. The present to what happening now. Somebody in Russia is now... I want to carry another country and join together. It doesn't matter if the world is going to be destroyed. Just as an example. Wars, deaths are often the result of their instigating each side of the conflict. See, their business is the more the merrier. Let them kill each other. Because then when they die in hate, they, they, where they're going? They're going to hell. That's the whole point. And they rejoice when human beings are killing each other. The more the merrier for these wicked spirits. Because they hate human beings with a passion. So that takes us to the next one, fourth item. The kingdom of darkness has two objectives. Always remember that. Number one, derail God's plans. That's the first thing. Second, take many humans into that fire God had prepared for evil spirits. God never prepared hell for human beings, but for evil spirits after the rebellion. But now, so Satan is saying, which is, well, if we, let's take many of them with us and many people are succumbing to that wicked spirit so number one direct god's plans in an example garden of eden the fall of first human who instigated it the serpent who satan as a great serpent we're not going to go into the scriptures there because you ought to know that Multiplication of evil led to the destruction of the first world of the humans. When he sent some of his evil spirits to go and met with human females and they produced the Nephilims. God had to destroy the world because he wanted to wreck God's plan that through the seed of the woman will come the Messiah. The Tower of Babel. Human beings spoke with one voice, one language, sorry. But they said it to her. They want to have their listen to make a testament for their name. Their name, not God's own. Who do you think inspired it? <laughs> the spirits behind them, the wicked spirits. That led to the multiplication of languages. 
and the division of the world into continents. But we're going to use the scripture now to show something. David's census count led to the play that killed 70,000. Who did you inspire David to count the people? Scripture, please. First Chronicles chapter 21, verse 1, and then verse 14. Satan rose up against Israel and caused David to take a census of the people of Israel. Praise the Lord. David is a servant of God, a man that does have, God loves David so much. Yet, in his moment of weakness, he came, Satan came, and told him, why can't you count these people to see the number in your kingdom? Looks like a nice, a favorable request. But David was not in the spirit to know if that was God's will or not. Verse 14. So the Lord sent a plague upon Israel, and 70,000 people died as a result. Praise the Lord. God was so upset with David, if you read the intervening verses. They asked him to choose three. And God, he decided on the third one to fall into the arms of God. Because of that too, he knows that those are human beings that have been destroyed. So the Lord sent a great plague on Israel. And 70,000 people died as a result of one man not being the spirit of God at the moment of that decision. Because Satan wanted Israel to be destroyed. He hated Israel and still hates Israel. Just as like he hates every child of God today. Second objective. Satan and his cohorts want to take many humans with them into the fire God had prepared for them. God didn't prepare hell, that lake of fire for human beings. But now Satan wants to take as many humans, human beings as possible. Scripture, please. Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me. You who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Praise the Lord. I'm trying to use this scripture to buttress the fact that the eternal fire was prepared for the devil and his angels, never for human beings. But now human beings are going there because they rather listen to the devil and his demons rather than to God and his anointed one. Satan and his demons know that his fate is certain. He wants to take many human beings with him, oh, please. He knows that the only way human beings will join him is if he could prevent them from believing in God's own son. Unbelief, that's unbelief is right in the world. So many stories have been told. So many things have been made to confuse those who have not yet known the Lord. So they don't believe, because he knows that so long as they don't believe, they're going to head into what? The lake of fire with him. That's why he and his agents continue spreading lies as truth against Christ and God. They use all sorts of narratives. I don't want to give vent to, to me, narrative to some of what, what, what foolishness they speak. They have counterfeit stories. These are meant for believers that you can achieve glory by your own works. That your righteous works will take you to heaven. Most of these gadgets were used, including this one here. Used. Entertainment, even sporting events. Just yesterday, in one country, some place in the world, in Indonesia, I don't want to. Hundreds of people died as a result of a sporting event people were fighting. Who do you think instigated that fight? They are there to distract humans, all these things. See, gadgets, entertainment, sporting events. 
Because most believers, especially for believers, will spend hours and hours on those things. Means you have no time to read the Bible and pray. They don't want believers to deepen their relationship with God because they know that if you and I deepen our relationship with God, we will engage them in the warfare that we are going to discover how we are going to fight them in the next other segments, in the next couple of weeks. They don't want you because they know once you're equipped and know the truth, because the truth is what equips you. Once you're equipped, they cannot, they will be running far, far, far away from you. Many believers don't have time to study the Bible anymore. But they can spend hours watching their favorite shows and doing, attending sporting events. Six hours, five hours, four hours, doesn't matter. The Bible, oh no, 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 one verse, one second, prayer, Father, thank you for, and this is the end of the story. Give a broadcast like this, in last more than 20 minutes, people are falling asleep. Now, why is this too long? Why can't you make it shorter? Why would you make it shorter? This is a teaching ministry. We preach, but we are teaching. We are teaching believers so they can know the truth as God gives us the grace to teach. That's why, if, some, if, I, if I had my way, but I don't, because I'm being controlled by him who sent me. It could last for hours, because I want many people to share in the knowledge that God has many years exposed us in this ministry. But through his word, not through anything else. The ministry to say on this subject could last hours. People, of course, an interactive session where people ask questions and we continue answering as we are led. And they continue to also teach us with their questions. But we have to shorten it because we know that people would rather watch a basketball, a soccer match, anything else. But believers, we're not talking about non believers. Scripture, please. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Discipline yourselves, keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary, the devil, prowls around. Looking for someone to devour. Praise the Lord. This scripture tells us what we must be doing to escape the traps of Satan and his gods. Remember David was a servant of God. Somebody God spoke with and talked and anointed. Yet in moment of weakness, they, he listened to the voice of the devil and he went to calm the people. So this scripture is telling us for us to escape the traps of Satan and his cohorts. We must discipline ourselves. Don't allow things in the world to distract us. Always be in the spirit. Singing songs of praise to God in your heart, even if you're at work. Revising scriptural verses in your heart, even if you're at work. Keep alert at all times. Because Satan and his demons are on the prowl at all times waiting for you and I to slip up, and then they will attack. I encourage you to share these messages. And encourage us to share in this series that we're going in, because it's very important. Because once you're equipped, the devil will run from you. That's a guarantee. We're going to sing a song. Jesus is calling you and I today to be alert to be obedient and to share his word and to encourage others and to intercede for others and to pray for others. Praise the Lord.
Jesus is tenderly calling you and I home. Calling us today, calling us today. Come back. Don't stray, don't stray. Why from the sunshine of love will you roam farther and farther away? Why? Come back to him. He's calling today. He's calling today. Jesus is calling you and I today. But he's tenderly calling us. Jesus is calling the weary to rest. Are you weary and tired, child of God? He's calling today. He's calling you and I today. He says, bring all your burdens. Cast them at his feet and he will bless you. He will not turn you away. That's the promise he's making to you. Calling today. He's calling you and I today. Child of God. Children of God. Don't go too far anymore. Come near. Draw near. And eat from the vine. Jesus is waiting. He's waiting for you and I. He says, Come to him now. Waiting today, waiting today. He's waiting now. He Say, Come with your sins. You've strayed. You have, yes. Bring those sins and confess them at his feet, lowly bow. Come and no longer delay because today could be your last day. Today could be my last day. Come now. Confess your sins to him and he will bless you. He's calling you today. He's calling me today. He's tenderly calling us. Not by force, he's calling us tenderly, lovingly. Jesus is pleading. Let us listen to his voice, my brothers and sisters. Hear him today. Hear him today. They who believe on his name will rejoice. Quickly arise and away. He's calling you and I. He's calling you and I. He's calling you and I. Let us respond to him today. In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, thank you for today. For opportunity to be in your presence. For the grace, the strength. Touch every heart that has turned in. And those who will tune in as some future dead. Bless their homes, Lord. Protect them from the evil one. So that they will not have tingling ears to listen to what you have not told them. Open the eyes of many that they will go into your world to study. And Father, preserve your children. Preserve your children, Lord. Many are weary. Many are saying, Lord, where are you? But you are there. You have told them today to come back to you. You are calling them. To this broadcast, Father, we are praying that many will come back to you. And Father, as they come, we are praying that you open their eyes and their hearts. So they have a full understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ for everyone who has tuned in. And pray, Lord, that this week may your countenance will shine upon them. May your grace abound to their account. May the love that you have given them, Lord, continue to manifest through them to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, dear Father in heaven. In Jesus' name we are praying. Praise the Lord. By his grace, we see you next Sunday. Please share this broadcast. If you are tuning in, share the broadcast. Many others want to be blessed too. Be praying for us as we pray for you in Jesus' name. See you next Sunday, if it's God's will.